Hello to all and all are welcome. Hello everyone, thank you so much for joining another podcast. And uh, today we have another interview. Um, you know, I, I just as the interview before, what we're hoping to get from this individual is, you know, a little bit insight about what makes them hold on to their humanity in some sense. You know, what helps, the, what makes them uh, hold on to their goodness amidst, you know, everything that's going on. You know, they hold on, you know, they have this great sense of positivity about them that just really inspires me. And I'm going to go straight in. Um, there's really not a recap that I'm going to go over at the moment. So we're just going to go straight into the topic. And then I'm going to uh, bring Ayana in. She's going to tell a little bit about herself. And then we're going to go right in. Uh, so the intro introduction of the topic is that we know what's going on in COVID-19. You know, I know it has affected a lot of us, but sometimes we don't really see how deep it has affected everyone. Um, one of the biggest, you know, industries impacted by this, regardless of everything that's going on, has been the entertainment industry. And why it has been the entertainment industry is because entertainment requires a lot of socialization. So once the quarantine happened, a lot of these people in the entertainment industry took a huge hit. And, you know, I reached out to other people that I have contacted in the past, people I've worked with, and they've all had the same thing. You know, it's, it's a really tough time. And for those who are making it through, keep going. You know, there is an end to the road uh, and there is light at the end of the tunnel. So keep going. And hopefully after listening to Ayana, you can be a little bit more inspired to continue on with your journey. So, you know, now that we're, you know, bringing you in, Ayana, let's, let's hear a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Ayana McKnight. Um, I am a filmmaker, photographer, and actress. Um, I have my own photography or production company that I recently started called Ayana McKnight Productions, where... Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I just, I really... Um, I'm really about just creating art that makes you feel something. And um, during this time, it's allowed me to be introspective. I think my, uh, in terms of my filmmaking, my major in theater, which I studied at UCLA, has really allowed me to tap into all parts of filmmaking since I'm also studying film at USC. I'm getting my master's. Yeah, I'm getting my master's. I have one year left. And uh, so both That's of those, thank you, both of those degrees together has allowed me to um, keep creating art on my own during this time, even with um, the shutdown and everything, because it's uh, thankfully given me the skills to not be stopped by it. And I'm really grateful for that. That, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm blown away, but I have to say I tuned out a little bit when you said that you... Uh, Went to USC. Yeah. You know, a graduate degree. I was like, wait a minute, what's I'm just kidding. They're both amazing schools. You know, you're you're the what is that? The the uh ultimate Bruin slash Trojan that yeah, we have I, going on. I call those Brugians. I, I most Brugians. There's there's a few of us. It's it's really shocking. There's a lot of people who go to USC that also went to UCLA. It's 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 different. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And, you know, it's, you're, you're doing absolutely phenomenal. And um, once again, both schools are amazing. And, you know, the fact that you chose it and this is your major, you're going to do you're going to do well. And besides, I believe 
USC has one of the leading performing arts programs in the nation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still going to fight for us uh, UCLA TFT majors. I think our theater program is solid. But for me personally, when it came to film, I felt like uh, I wanted to switch Goes over. It's just a matter of respect. I think UCLA can understand. They can appreciate they it. And when, what was that? I said, yeah, that you're right. They have to yeah. respect it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And they're still they're still gonna say Ayana McKnight, UCLA alum. So you're not (laughs) that'll be the goal. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to get into the topic, Ayana. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, we're gonna we we listen to, you know, what you do, who you are. And now I kind of just want to get into, you know, a little bit about, you know, you've mentioned that your 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 major is within U USC School of Performing Arts. And so, and you're a filmmaker, a photographer, as well as an actress. Mm-hmm. And so what inspired all of this? You know, was it, uh, you could say, was it something in your childhood? You know, did your family or, you know, parents, we do want to be respectful. So if applicable, uh, play any part in your decision. So, you know, take the time to just tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, I was there were a couple moments where I realized that, me as a person and the way I learned and and what I was like attracted to was more so artistic learning um, and like things that had to do with creating more so than than like book work. And like I enjoyed school, but I I noticed that I thrived when it came to the arts, Um, particularly I remember my first play I was a lioness in The Lion King. (laughs) My sister, my sister was Nala. And um, so that I just remember the rehearsal process and that being fun. But that first opening night, that first opening night when I got up on that stage and did my my role, which consisted of me standing in a line with the other lioness and doing this like dance movement. But the big move was like turning around and shaking like shaking our butts hearing it now is re- it's really strange <laughs> to say out loud but I just remember like I went full force in this dance movement and everyone was like Ayana you were amazing and I think the thrill and the attention as a young black girl growing up in like a white suburban area and feeling like I wasn't seen a lot of times like that experience really ignited my interest in performing and how it allows people to connect with one another. Um, Because I felt, I don't know, there's always been times in my life where I've kind of felt separated from people. Like I knew they liked me and thought I was cool, but I didn't know that, I didn't feel like they wanted to connect with me. Um, And so being in the arts and being in that play was my first time that I felt like I was able to connect with a larger amount of people. And um, so, I don't know, when I started growing up, I felt like I wanted to be in the arts or be famous. And I had to check myself once I got older and I was like, fame is not all it's cracked up to be. You have to find what you love about what you're doing. Like, what do you love about the process? So when I got to college and I was studying acting, I was like, again, Ayana, you can't just be chasing after the fame. What do you love about this process? And so 
I started realizing, yes, I love acting and yes, I love telling stories, but these stories that I'm being asked to be like to tell are not <laughs> connecting to me. And I'm like getting bored. I'm getting like, I feel lost. Like I don't know what I'm doing, but I was having all these experiences as college students do. And I think being a, a black college student on UCLA's campus also came with its own set of unique experiences. So I was like, these are stories that like I want to tell. And um, these plays that I'm being asked to tell are not doing that. So I ended up like my senior year writing, uh, <laughs> writing, attempting to write a, a short YouTube series with my friend. And I realized like you're you want to tell your own stories, you're writing your own stories, and you want to execute it yourself. And it hit me, I'm like, this is filmmaking. And so <laughs> I, I like my senior year, I decided to uh, start applying to or thinking about applying to film schools. And I told myself, it's like, when I graduate, if I don't get into USC or NYU, I only apply to those because if I don't get into them, I really don't want to go to grad school. Like, I don't want to just go to grad school to go to grad school. I was like, if I don't get in, I'm going to trust God and just something will come. Like some opportunity will come. I'll audition as much as possible and keep writing for myself. But thankfully, I ended up getting into USC. And uh, my parents have always been super supportive of my career. I've been blessed in, in that respect. Like my mom studied acting in high school and my dad, <laughs> he always likes to say that like I got the creative gene from him he he has some he has creativity in him but like they've always just been supportive of my career and yeah so they they've encouraged me to keep going no matter what and and here I am honestly I found myself smiling from ear to ear you know when you first started telling your story but then you know, my smile faded, but not in a bad way when it got to some serious points because you, you touched on some extremely valid points. Mm -hmm. so there, that's a lot of things to, you know, deal with and navigate with you know, throughout life as far as like choosing where, you know, where you want your life to end up. Uh, you know, based on everything, you know, from your, the, the happiness of your childhood, you know, from being an amazing dancer, it sounds like. <laughs> To becoming, you know, one of the, a very, actually one of the most successful people that I know. So, you know, and, and to me, I think to me, that's inspiration for myself. And it's, it should be encouragement to those around you and to those who are listening. You know what I mean? It's okay to have questions and it's okay to, you know, have doubts, but it's also okay to trust yourself, to know exactly what you want and to go through mm -hmm. with it. So it sounds like, you know, Ayana, you did exactly that. You trusted yourself and you believed in yourself and it paid off, right? Yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, you're always like, I can, I think we're always like, we can do better. We got to keep going. But I, I sit with myself these days in my house alone and I tell myself, you have to appreciate what you've done. Stop, stop belittling yourself. It's, it's not cute. You don't need to do that to stay humble. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I'm humble, but Absolutely. you also need to acknowledge the small accomplishes, accomplishments in your life. And I'm learning to do that more these days. So I appreciate you. I'm going to accept it gracefully. And yes, I'm very proud of what I've accomplished so far. 
so there you have it. You know, Ayana has given us a little bit about, you know, what has inspired her, what has pushed her. You know, we get a little bit about how she started it all. And so now, Ayana, you know, you, you, you graduated and you've been quite successful, right? Um, you know, you've had a chance to work with some great names. Uh, you know, relating to career, tell us a little bit about what else you've done in your life, including, you know, some of these uh, great individuals and some of your successes so far. Let's, let's touch on all of that. Um, and would you yourself agree that you're successful? Yeah, for sure. Um, I thankfully have had a couple great opportunities that I went out for and I was blessed to be able to get. One being in particular, my, what year was that? I was, I think it was my junior year in undergrad. I, I, it was my junior year in undergrad that I realized I wanted to go into filmmaking. So throwing that out there, but I, I applied for this internship at Will Packer Productions. He, he's an amazing producer. He did Girls Trip. Um, they produced, what was that? Uh, Straight Out of Compton. He also produced that. So he's done like a lot of films that I thought were great. And I was like, this is a black producer that I want to learn from. So I went out for that internship. I ended up getting it. I went out for that on a cold email. I, they didn't have any applications. Like, we're accepting interns. I just, like, found their email somehow and was like, would you guys, are you guys looking for an intern? I'm interested. And um, that ended up working out. I interned there for a year. The next year, I got an email from James Lopez, who uh, is, like, like head, like, one of the top, top people at that production company. He uh, emailed me and was like, hey, send me your resume and cover letter. I send it to him. And it turns out they were looking for a production assistant for their upcoming film at the time, Breaking In. And at that interview, at the end of the interview, they told me that I would be the personal assistant, like slash PA production assistant for Gabrielle Union. And I was like, oh, whoa. Like, that's, oh, wow. Like, that's amazing. I didn't know what I was walking into. So I, you know, I, I do the, I go out that summer and I'm the PA, the production assistant. Uh, I meet Gabrielle Union. She's super dope, like super encouraging. We connect. She's like, she was really, she was really set on getting to know me as like a young Black creative. And I was so honored that she took such an interest and yeah, that summer was really life-changing in order to just be able to see like a boss black woman on set handling business. And I was like, Oh wow. Like I love this, but you know, that summer ended, I went back to school and I, that's, that's what made me decide I wanted. Cause that was like the end. I went back into my senior year and was like filmmaking is what I want to do, which is what made me start writing that short story with my friend yada yada applied for film school but at the end of um senior year I was actually waitlisted for USC so I didn't yeah I didn't get in right away but when you're waitlisted for USC you automatically are accepted into their spring semester so it was really like you're accepted you just can't come in the fall and that was Mm. a blessing in disguise 
because your girl was jaded from undergrad. I needed <laughs> I needed a break. <laughs> it was I was just scarred. Like being in school for that long, I was like, I need a break. So it was it was great to have that break. I learned um over those six months that I didn't know how to relax. I didn't really know myself. Um because your your identity almost becomes school and how well you succeed in school even in the arts it's like can you be the best performer the best person in your class how do you shine and it's like how do you shine when you graduate it's like how do you shine for yourself how do you how do you sit with yourself when you're alone and be happy and it took me a while to figure that out and um I also was like I need a job like I know I start school in six months, but I can't just be sitting here for six months. So it was like, I couldn't relax. I couldn't find myself. Um, but I was forced to relax since I couldn't find a job either way. <laughs> but my friend had brought up to me, he was like, didn't you work with Gabrielle Union last summer? And didn't you guys like hit it off? And I was like, yeah, but like, I don't want to reach out to her because I really did not want her to feel like I was just using her for who she was. And he was like, no, like, you guys hit it off. Like, you guys actually connected. Because I had told him, like, <laughs> she asked me to babysit her dog one time. And I did. And I love, shout out to Trey. But um, that told him, he was like, no, she trusts you. It's not like when you come to her, she's going to think you're, like, taking advantage of her. So I ended up hitting her up and being like, hey, um, I just wanted to reach out and let you know I graduated. Do you know of any opportunities that I could possibly go out for? And it was perfect timing because she was like, I'm actually in the market for a personal assistant. I'm moving to LA. Like, would you be interested? And I was like, um, yes. Cause again, she owns her own <laughs> production company. She's an actress. She's a boss woman. She's a mother. Like she's everything that I hope to be like in the future. And I was like, this is a great opportunity to learn how you handle it all. And so I took the job and um, I I took it. It started off just me being a personal assistant, you know, doing, doing all the personal assistant things. <laughs> but I ended up like telling her I did photography. So we would just be like on her off days or like in between takes on set I would bring my camera and I'd take pictures for her or, or capture videos and she ended up really believing in my craft and was like you should you should look into this like you should actually pursue it more and over the years she's really been like my biggest advocate for um besides my parents and like my family mm -hmm. in the industry she's been my my biggest advocate of like pursuing my art and getting better she bought me a camera like she she really just has supported me in that way and so um I've been pursuing it I've done uh recently over COVID I was blessed enough to do a shoot for Valentino um do a shoot with Chef Rich which is Dwayne Wade's celebrity chef um we did something in collaboration with GQ and it's just been like these opportunities have come to me and it's like wow it's because someone encouraged me to lean into my craft, lean into the things that I love. And because I leaned in and stopped doubting myself, I mean, I still have my, my moments, but I leaned in and really just allowed myself to enjoy the process. 
I have found success. So yeah, I would say I th- I I'm successful. So I'm I'm very glad you decided, you know, or you know, you accepted your success because if you didn't, uh, I would be questioning why I find it so hard to keep up with everything you've done so far. <laughs> so you know, honestly, I I'm I'm sitting back and I just blown away by what you've accomplished and you're so very early in your career but yet you've done so much so you know is there anything you want to say about that like what, what do you hope for because right now what you're doing it just tells me that you have extremely great ambitions thank you um yeah what i hope for is to continue growing obviously but not necessarily like your typical like growing the inevitable growing but like I want to grow in my art in a way that like I can continue to be proud of like I continue to lean into to the different areas of art that I enjoy like and not let myself be boxed in in a way that I feel many people feel the pressure to do so like Ayana, you're a filmmaker, photographer, and actress. Do you feel like you have to lean into one more than the other? And no, like, especially during this um, quarantine, I've learned that all is possible, especially if you take your career into your own hands. Like with today, today we have social media and it's provided such um, a beautiful space to take your career into your own hands I mean look at you you started your own podcast and like you didn't wait for anyone to tell you that this is this is what this moment is about like leaning into your own desires and taking them and doing them and so that's what I just hope to keep doing and it's it's very encouraging when I see people like you doing the same so thank you for that trust me I get it from the people like you (laughs) (laughs) we encourage each other exactly exactly So now that we know that you accepted your excess, let's move on to the fact that what does success mean? Does success, is success a one-time thing or is it something you have to keep up? Uh, So we know that your career for the most part requires you to be social. Mm -hmm. We've been in a pandemic. So now, you know, with every, with, you know, some questions that probably popped up in, you know, the audience or the listener's mind is, you know, how could she be so happy about having a social career during COVID-19? But how has COVID-19 affected your progress? But I want to hear both. You know, you can talk about the positive and a negative, but not such, you know, mm-hmm. just talk about both, you know, talk about everything. And yeah. how has it all shaped you? Mm, this is a loaded question, but I love it nonetheless. <laughs> okay, so the touch on the first part um, is of what success is. I've always been of the party where success is what you want it to be in the sense like I have my own goals. I know I wrote them out. (laughs) There are a lot of goals. I'm not going to share all of them. But like one of them was to start my own production company. In my mind, it was like when I'm older and like what is older? Like Ayana, you're 24. You can do it now. (laughs) So I was like. I feel like I was successful in getting over my mind hurdle of what 
I thought was stopping me, getting that out the way was successful to me because I went and did it. And um, like, yes, it's me starting it on my own. And like, it still has plenty of growth to do. But like, this is a small success, Mark, and I'm going to celebrate and I'm going to keep moving forward. And success is doing the thing, like achieving the things that you set out to do and not let anything stop you. Absolutely. Thank you. Wow. Now, you know, I don't want to interrupt you, but I hope listeners had a chance to listen to that interpretation of success. It doesn't have, mm. matter how small, you just keep going. So, yeah. Yeah. Let, let's, let's learn a little bit more about, like, this COVID-19 and you, you know, being strong and going through it all, powering through it all. For sure. So, at the beginning, you know, I was like, most of us like, what do we do? Netflix, binge it all. <laughs> And I actually was like, because I'm a filmmaker, but I'm not that filmmaker who um, grew up watching all the classics because I grew up in a very, I mean, I'm thankful for the way my parents raised me, but they didn't let me watch a lot of these like quote unquote classics. And um, so I was like, this is an opportunity where I can sit down and, and watch them all. It didn't happen because sitting down on your couch all day, like, Again, going back to like when I graduated undergrad, I couldn't relax. I felt like I constantly had to be doing something. So when this happened, I felt the same. And I was like, I can't just sit on my couch and watch TV all day. But I had to learn to uh, just consume art and let that be what I chose to do for the day. And um, that process also inspired me to like start reading more books. And I was like, oh, this is fun. And then those books were me, like a lot of autobi- autobiographies, like Shonda Rhimes and wow. uh, Elaine Weltworth. I promise you, I'm not going <laughs> to last. But like, we her, yeah. thank you. But she, they both had books that were very much like, you know, take your career into your own hands. And so as I was sitting at home, I was like, I have this camera, I have some lights, I have a tripod, like, and I have, um, I bought a subscription to Masterclass, which was like other wow. beautiful artists telling their stories. And I was like, why don't I just like take this time to write and create things for my own practice, lighting for my camera that I've been doing a lot of um, wow. self-portraits since, like you said, the arts is a lot of times is very, it's a social art. And so is photography. Like it, a lot of times it requires you to be in the midst of people. And when this first started, I was like really scared to, um, I wouldn't say scared, but I wanted to be really cautious about coming into contact with people because COVID is a serious thing and we should all take it serious because these are people's lives that we should not be playing with, Absolutely, you know? So um, I, I stayed in and practiced a lot on myself, uh, did a lot of self portraits and it was really fun um, for my job it ended up being that they were able to get regular COVID testing for like, as the, as time progressed, like months in, we were able to get regular COVID testing. So once that started, I was able to start doing shoots with them more. Um, and though, sorry, I'm acting like everybody knows, knows who them are. <laughs> um, so my bosses are of course, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. And Wow. beautiful Wade children uh who I love so much as well uh going in to work with them like they willfully 
allowed me to take pictures of them as well, which allowed me to keep practicing my craft and photography. Um, And then I was at work one day and like them knowing that I am able to uh, take pictures to film, like I know the whole process and I usually do it on my own. They put me on to one of their other friends, Jason Bolden, who was doing a partnership with a Val- with Valentino for mm-hmm. a shoot for a new their new line, like their new spring line. And because of COVID, these companies aren't able to bring in full crews. Like they're it's not safe, it's not smart. Like you have to limit your crew. And so they look for people like solo contractors who can um, do most of this work themselves. And so that was, I thankfully have been practicing that all of quarantine. So I was able to step in and be like, yes, I can edit. Yes, I can do sound. Yes, I can do the video. Like I can direct wow. I'm like a full package. Um, and so I, you know, got tested everyone got tested there was only like what three people on set it was like me the the model and the valentino representative um everyone wore masks and like you know what i'm saying so it was just like very small but i was able to safely still pursue my art and like it was i don't know i was just like wow this is like a blessing that i recognize is not is like this is not something that is common during these times because so many people had to um, be laid off. And I was like, dang, I have to sit here and be grateful. Like, I can't just let this be another thing where I just keep going. Like, a lot of times I find myself like, you can't really celebrate. You have to just keep going. You have to keep pushing forward. But I think in times like these, when you find these small, like these blessings, you have to sit and be grateful you don't know how it came. You don't know why, but you just have to be grateful that you that that you are in this place. And um, I find myself doing that a lot during this time. But I also find myself like sitting with myself and still questioning whether I'm doing en- enough. And that's crazy. Like hearing myself say that is is crazy because I think a lot of people are sitting during these times doing great things. Like again, going back to success. Success is if you decided that you were going to clean your house for the day and you were able to get up and get it done, that's success. But you get online and you're on Instagram and you're scrolling and then you find yourself comparing. And it's like, how do we end up in this rut when just a second ago you were so proud of yourself for doing this other thing and i think that was that this feeling existed before covid but even now more during covid since everyone's on their phone it's an even more present feeling that i think is hard to get out of and I, and that's just something that i want to acknowledge no matter how much someone may seem like they're doing they're like everyone else and they have to get themselves out of this rut. At least for me, I feel like I know a lot of people who still have to get themselves out of the rut of comparison, even when it looks like they're doing so much. And it's just taught me to like appreciate where I'm at and um, always catch yourself when you're in that place and do some sort of self-care 
in some way, some sort of self-care. Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, we really got a chance to listen to everything and it sounds like you did so well of, you know, managing both the positives and the negatives that come with this career. And, you know, the fact that you can look at yourself from, you know, third person perspective and kind of, you know, see what's going on and see how it can affect you and affect your progress. That I think that's very admirable. You know, whatever success is still a success. So Mm -hmm. now with everything that you've been able to navigate through, I just want to know, like, how do you feel shaped after this all? Mm, I feel, I feel ready for war. Not that I want war to come, but like, I know that life throws so many things at you, but I feel like things are going to come. We didn't expect COVID to be here, but it's like, you have to find a way to keep pushing. And now that I know that it's like, okay, how can I keep growing my, um, my, my, how do I say this? How do I keep growing my skill set to get me through the hard times? Like, how do I, how do I put, pick myself up? How do I, when I'm in a rut, how do I get out of that? How do I find happiness again? Um, How do I find a way to be grateful? Because I think once you have those skills for yourself, because everyone is different, like as you keep growing through your career, um, if you always go back to that foundation, and for me, my foundation is waking up in the morning. Okay, wait, I don't know. I don't even remember your question, but what I'm about to say right now is the key, at least for me, to my life going, my days going the way that I think is best, going like a peaceful, successful way. Nice. This is what is key for me. Nice. If I wake up and go straight to my phone and look at those email notifications or whatever notifications, even if I get one text, if I go straight to that and and don't take time for myself in the morning, I tend to get anxious. And starting my day off anxious is the the worst thing I can do personally because that is a skill set that I'm still working on, how to end anxiousness quickly. So if I don't start my day off by, re- at least for me, I, this is what I do. I read my Bible, even if it's just nice. for like five minutes. I pray, I or like I read my Bible always. I either like pray after or I go and stretch and just like do some mindfulness meditation and just like sit with myself. Because at the end of the day, Taking five minutes for yourself is not going to throw off somebody else's schedule that they want you on. Absolutely. They can wait. <laughs> they can Absolutely. wait. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Because, listen, if you're not right, like, if you if your day starts off right, you they're just going to get an off you, like, an off-centered you. And that's not going to help nobody. So I'm just like, I don't care. If I have an email, people's like, this is urgent. No, it's not. What's urgent is my wellness. So I'm, this is what I'm going to do right now. Yeah. And so I like, I like to start my day off like that. Um, and I think if I keep going forth every day of my life with making sure that I take time for myself 
to get myself centered. And it's hard to do that every day, but it's also it's also like a treat. It's like a, a cool treat to know that like I have this time. I really do feel like I'll be more equipped to um, keep pushing through in life, it, in whatever, like in down times, in, in busy times, take time for yourself because you're that person that has to keep going through those times, you know? Absolutely. Wow. So it sounds like from, you know, with everything, you know, it sounds like you've become a more resilient, strong, mm -hmm. you know, it sounds like you've become a lot more conscious and just very ready to do what's best for you. You learn to, you know, learn, you learn that caring for yourself is of utmost importance. Yeah. And that's, you know, it, it's phenomenal. It shows amazing character. And I just know that success is absolutely yours for the taking. I'm not worried about that at all. Thank but being that you are, you know, destined for success, you know, we have a lot of people who will come after you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. It's, yeah. It's just it, it's life, right? You understand that as well as anyone. Mm -hmm. So now, uh, do you have any advice for you know you know those who might come after you who are probably pursuing the similar career and. Yeah. Uh, Let's uh, let's talk about uh, you know with all the challenges. What, what what can you offer your listeners? Uh, how do they do their best to remain as happy as you've been? So I'll I'll give a two part answer to this question. One, the first one is very practical. Um, I think a lot of times people get these inspirational quotes, which I will do, but um, <laughs> I think very practical. If you're pursuing um, anything in the film industry. Um, photography, acting. Um, this first note is, is mainly, I mean, if you can apply it to acting, great, but mainly for like filmmaking and photography, cold email people, find their emails. If it's a, a production company that you like, find a contact and ask them if they are looking for any interns, if they're looking for any assistance. Um, like find a way to keep reaching out to people. First, personally, for me, I took the route of like finding a smaller production company that I really enjoyed their work. Um, I really enjoyed their work. It wasn't just a, it wasn't just a small production company. I, I enjoyed what they did, but because it wasn't like a Universal Studios or um, Warner Brothers, it didn't have like thousands of people applying for it. And um, it was like very, there that random email I sent out probably really felt random. So it was like, I just cold email people and I cannot tell you how many times that has worked. I've advised other people to do it. It has worked for them. Like it opens doors for you Absolutely. to reach out to these people. Just do it. You know, it's like, don't, don't, don't tell yourself you have to have all these accolades or you're not this, you're not that. No, people like initiative, do it, apply, reach out. It will like something will come to fruition. But in the meantime, keep, keep working on your skill, lean into those crafts that you like so that when they do respond, you're ready. You know, that that's my one um, practical is don't, don't worry about too much about, uh, like getting everything together before you reach out, just reach out because a lot of these times 
a lot of these things are teaching moments. Like I didn't know everything when I interned at Will Backer, but I learned on the spot. I was ready to learn, you know? So it's like, that is my practical advice. Um, My inspirational advice would be, of course, um, take care of yourself. Find what you value about yourself. Like, what do you value about your art? What's inside of you that you want to say? And Mm -hmm. lean into that. um, Because your voice is needed. It's heard. And it needs to be heard. And, you know, like, that's where you find your happiness. Is truly just like, this is what I want to do. And find your, your tribe that supports that. I always say, like, I I think I mentioned earlier, I felt like people didn't want to connect with me. Again, I feel like a lot of people like me, but in terms of people who really want to, like, connect with me on the regular, I had to realize I don't need, like, 10,000 friends. Like, yes, I would love, I love being in contact with people, but those people who are around me who, like, reach out it's actually like a really small circle for me. And I had to learn to accept that like, this is a blessing that like one or two, three people are a blessing um, and just run with that. And those are the people who are going to be with you through thick and thin and they are so important. So shout out to my tribe. I really appreciate y'all. And um, yeah, just keep pushing, keep being a light, being your own unique light and you'll get there you will get there. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. And if any listeners are, you know, if, if, you know, if I can add anything to what she's saying, I have never seen Ayana not smile. And I, I, I just, I, I look through all of my memories or whatnot. I've never seen Ayana not smile. And so what she's saying, I know it works because it, I, I seen it. I, her, her, you know, just everything about her has a very just peaceful vibe. You know, understand she's human, but she, you know, she pushes happiness. And please listen to her. You know, everything that she said to us today, absolutely phenomenal, absolutely informational. Thank you so much, Ayana, for joining me on this podcast. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. You know, I really... And I thank God for all the blessings that I have and and for people like you who keep encouraging me. And I'm really grateful that you reached out. Like, it means a lot. And I'm I'm glad I could come out and speak to the folks. I look forward to um, interacting with more people and sharing art. Like, this is awesome. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to let you go, Ayana. And for the listeners, she didn't come out anywhere. (laughs) We're still... (laughs) And of course, this is a virtual interview. I I do want to smooth that out really quick. But nonetheless, thank you so much, Ayana. We're going to let you go. I'm so grateful for all of the information. I'm I'm sure our listeners can agree that the information you provided has fueled their fire. It has uh, reignited their ambition to keep going. So thank you so much. Thank you. And have a great rest of your day. You as well. Take care. Bye, you too. So there you have it, listeners. You know, we have Ayanna McKnight. She's been, you know, she's been through it all almost. And she's accomplished 
so much, you know, just even from the sound of, you know, what she's told you and, you know, the people she's met and the opportunities she's had, you know, it, it does not come without some type of ordeal or trial, but it's up to you to figure out how you want to overcome that. You know, do you decide to let the moment take your way? You know, we talked about that in this past podcast. You know, you don't, you, you, have, you have to make conscious decisions. You know, you have to understand that everything you do every day ha is a choice that you're making, you know, and it's clear that Ayana, you know, she's doing what's important and she's doing what, she's, what she loves, but she also understands what it means to take care of herself first. So thank you all for listening to my podcast. Goodbye to all and may all be well.